ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday, April 6th edition. It's your drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our pit crew this afternoon, Luke Creasy and Gabriel Sellers. We'll take your phone calls later on. We've got some sad news to get into first today, and uh, that's what we're going to devote a lot of the show to. Um, found out last night, and it was very saddening to hear. Uh, it was a sudden shock to all of us. But Dan Shoemaker passed away. And for those of you who know Dan Shoemaker, you know that he's been involved with Marshall for a long time. He was a former head coach of uh, baseball teams at Huntington East High School, had some championships there. He had, um, I think, a a great run of a coach that anyone could at the high school level. He also was someone who got into broadcasting and some other ventures and if it wasn't for Dan Shoemaker, I don't think Marshall would have had as great of a profile in the 90s and beyond. I think that's fair to say with everything that he was um, responsible for doing. He's a 72 graduate of Marshall, got into sports broadcasting, left coaching, left teaching, and a lot of us know him from his work at Creative Productions in Huntington. Then he later worked for Creative Sports, which was based out of Charlotte, uh, he was also a vice president of collegiate development at ESPN and ESPN Regional Television in Charlotte. Here's a guy who, without him, Marshall wouldn't have seen the exposure that they got in the 90s. For the longest time, Marshall was all over the place. And that was Dan Shoemaker. And he was responsible for so much. So we're going to talk to you later on in the program, Keith Morehouse, who knew him very well. He'll join us. Sports Director of WSAZ, and also later on, another gentleman who knows him well, Mark Martin, the Sports Director of WCHS. So we're going to get their gentleman's uh, thoughts on this and talk about Dan. And uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Dan Shoemaker story just because the guy was so personal at all times. I remember vividly he looked at me one time and said, I can get you out of that non-compete. Because I had a non-compete when I was um, let go from another organization, and it was fine. You know, I was working my way to where I was going to be, which was here. But he's like, I can get you out of that. I can get you out of that. I'm like, no, Dan, you're good. He's like, I like those non-competes. And he just – he he cared about people. That's the thing about him. He, he was genuinely interested in getting me out of a bad situation to help me get into a good situation as far as my career was concerned. This was at a basketball game. And I would just talk to him now and then about just things. And he was really very involved behind the scenes on a lot of things, did a lot of good for Marshall. But we would talk now and then, and he always wanted the best for Marshall. He definitely had a vision on what to do. And I think right now what you're seeing as far as Marshall's exposure and Marshall's brand, it definitely stands on the shoulders of Dan Shoemaker. And I don't think you can deny that. He was definitely one of Marshall's best friends when it came to getting this university exposed, getting this university attention. They were on every television you can imagine back in the day. I mean, they were in Sports South. 
when you didn't have all of these regional channels. You had a few, and it was a big deal to be on Sports South. And I remember just the way they hustled. And, of course, you know, Dan, I remember watching Dan and games. There were basketball games in WPBY back in the day. I would go to the herd game and then go back home and catch the replay because they were showing it after the game sometimes, showing the replay, which was really cool. So a lot of herd fans need to thank Dan for what he did as far as moving the program forward. He definitely will be missed, so we're going to talk to Keith Morehouse here in a few minutes just to get his thoughts on this. And also, Mark Martin, they're going to do a much better job adding to this conversation today since they have really had a lot more interactions with him. Again, this is very sudden, so we're all saddened by the loss of Dan Shoemaker, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to remember him as best we can, and um, if you've got some memories, we'll get those in later on as well. But when we come back from break, we're going to talk to Keith Morehouse, and then later on, Mark Martin, and then we'll open up the phone line for you. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, April 6th edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and uh, here in a moment we'll be speaking with the sports director, WSAZ Television, who now joins us on the program Keith Morehouse, and usually, Keith, uh, I want to have you on on a, a fun day. It's a Friday. We usually want to have fun with you. But uh, today, unfortunately, um, we're uh, still all saddened and shocked about the uh, passing away of Dan Shoemaker. Yeah, Paul, it was uh, really you know this sudden to hear and sad to hear and all the emotions that you think about when you you know lose somebody like Dan. And uh, it, it, it's uh, just difficult news and you know, it's it's hard to let I talked to him a couple of weeks ago and you know, he was doing really well and talking about some of his projects and you know, we just have uh, long conversations from time to time and uh just, just a, a big loss for people that are in broadcasting, uh people that have seen what he's done not only locally but on a national level and uh just uh, just a good friend and a good person and a and a great representative of Marshall and Huntington and we're gonna miss him. How important was Dan Shoemaker to the growth of Marshall, especially in the football side of things? Wow, I, I don't know that you can quantify it, Paul. Um, I was talking to Coach Pruitt earlier today about that, and um, just just you know the vision that he had. And, and remember, he didn't even have a background in broadcasting. He he was a really successful high school baseball coach at Huntington East. That in the late '80s and, and early '90s, he got into this idea of, of putting televised sporting events together, and you know it started with the creative sports, and then turned into the Thundering Herd Network, and then ESPN Regional, and and now it turned you know it's in ESPN three, and the ESPN then ended up buying his creative production services uh, unit, and and. They saw his model and basically ran with it. What, but what he did so much for Marshall, Paul, was to get Marshall football on the map. Uh, you know, in the early '90s when they were in one double A, and you know, at what at what time do you ever remember a one double A team where all their games were on television? And he had this he had this regional TV package going before regional TV packages were anywhere. 
and uh, you know his ability and and um, uh, you know his want to to get Marshall recognized. You know, in my mind, was clearly clearly a big reason they were so successful uh, going into the Don and Pruitt years. And that Coach Pruitt will tell you that. Now, when you can look at a recruit in Florida and say, "Hey, your games are going to be on TV down here." Or in the Washington D.C. area, or in Atlanta, uh, you know that that carries a lot of weight. And when you're playing well and winning games, it's even better. And so for Dan to do that, and then uh, you know parlay that into to Marshall's success heading into one A, uh, you know it, it's immeasurable what he did. And I hope the university understands that. I, I think sometimes, you know, when you're living in an era and you see things, you know, that are at, at the best that they've ever been in terms of that golden era of martial football. I'm not sure that people were, you know, sit back and, and think about, man, this was, this was an unbelievable time. And so I, I hope people understand uh, what he did and how much of an impact he had on martial football and basketball at those days and those times. And uh, certainly uh, they, they should be remembered and should be chronicled. He did a tremendous amount for Marshall and oftentimes just at his own, you know, on his own time, on his own dime. He, he loved the university that much that he wanted to see them get exposure uh, to the point where they became, you know, darlings on Thursday night football on ESPN and, you know, Lee Corso and Chris Fowler and, and Mike Teresa, Tarico and Kirk Herbstreet are in town and, uh, you know, the Heisman Trophy campaigns of, of Moss and Pennington and uh, Leftwich and, uh, you know, just all that recognition came because uh, largely because Dan was a visionary and a vanguard in the business and uh, he would trumpet Marshall to anybody who would listen and then when they backed it up with their play on the field, uh, they became kind of a national brand. It, it, it really was remarkable what he did. I don't know if he ever expressed this to you. It, was it maybe disappointing for him that no one was able to maybe follow in his footsteps, the lead the herd brand-wise or establish that footprint uh, ever again the way he did? Because what he did was significant, and I don't think it's been replicated since. You're exactly right, Paul, and it, it hasn't. And, and for a lot of other reasons, not just uh, not just reasons that, you know, if, if um, not necessarily saying that Marshall didn't try, but, uh, you know, there was a different time when they went to, to Conference USA. The TV package was different. They got out of the MAC. Uh, Conference USA at that time, you know, didn't have a great uh, arrangement with ESPN. And I, I think deep in his heart, it did matter. You build up a, a you know, almost this broadcast kingdom, you know, this enterprise, and then to see it dissolve, I, I distinctly remember coming back from the Fort Worth Bowl uh, on the bus with Dan and um, him saying, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think this uh, Marshall TV package is going to be the same next year when they go to Conference USA. And he was right. And it never was the same. Uh, that, you know, that those last couple of years uh, were the last years that Marshall was involved and, in, you know, with the ESPN regional stuff. And uh, it, it hasn't been the same since. In fact, as we all know, it's, it's gone, it's gone uh, the other way. Not, not through anybody's fault. It's just uh, the visibility of, of Marshall's program has, has been devalued. And, and um, I don't know that we'll ever see it, maybe just because of the times we lived in. I don't think we'll ever see it like it was uh, in the late 90s and, you know, mid to late 90s. I always felt on top of the success the football team was having that during that period and during that whole creative production era and the Thundering Herd Network that 
Marshall was truly a statewide program because you could see them anywhere statewide. I mean, I think that was one of the bigger uh, feathers in his cap, not just the national exposure, but the actual exposure home where maybe you don't get that now today with the way the television package is. And, And that's another thing that I really think that, you know, we owe Dan Shoemaker for making sure that you could watch Thundering Herd basketball, football, not just nationally, but actually in your own home state. Well, there were always those people, Paul, and, and they probably still exist, that say, oh, TV takes away the gate or, you know, it lessens the impact at the stadium. And, and you know, Dan, would he would jump to the defense of television all the time, and rightfully so, saying every set of eyes that's watching your program is important. Yeah, you want them at the stadium, but, but think about this. Let's say you're doing really well and you're, it's, you know, 1999 and you're undefeated, and not only are you getting them at the stadium, but, you know, you're seeing them across the country. I mean, that that's the most important visibility you can get. And when your name's out there and your face is out there, look at, look at the situation with the basketball program this year with the NCAA tournament. I mean, you cannot quantify how much that means to a program to be on television, to be on national television, and to, and to reap the rewards. And, and so you're right. It, it, uh, it enabled fans who couldn't come to the games, and some were older and some couldn't make it, a big deal. What, as long as they're fans of your program, isn't that the most important end result? And I think that was always his mantra. You know, the, the more eyeballs that watch your games, uh, the better off your program will be. And he certainly felt that way, and he lived his life that way. I mean, he lived his life basically helping colleges and teams and broadcasters be, be front and center to the programs. And, uh, you know, per, certainly in my my mind, I owe him a, a, a huge debt of gratitude. And in 1996, when when he called me on vacation and said, "Do you want to you want to be the TV voice of, of the herd?" And I said, "Huh? Are you kidding?" Said, of course I do, and and he made it happen. And and you know I came along with Sonny in '96, and you know they're 15 and 0, and we worked eight years together, and I think we did four games that they lost on television. I think we did 50 54 games in 10 years, and I think they lost four of them. Um, so I, you know, personally, I owe Dan a, a great debt of gratitude. And, uh, he was a wonderful friend, but the opportunity he gave me in the business—not just me, Paul, but lots of people, lots of broadcasters—he uh, he 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 leaves and will leave an indelible mark on a lot of people uh, in this business for sure. So that pairing between you and Sonny—that was all a Dan Shoemaker creation. Uh, as far as I know, it was because Sonny was already doing the games, right? And um, you know, Dan Dan uh, understood the. The, the, the what it meant to, to my family, you know, with, with my father having done the radio play-by-play for basketball and football in the 60s and before late 60s and until the plane crash, and he understood what it meant to me and, and Coach Pruitt did when he came along. And so when that all came together at one time, uh, you know, it was, it was luck on my part to be involved in such a, you know, a great time to be around the program and to be with Sonny and Dan and Stoss Hall and all those guys that – it took such great pride in those broadcasts. I mean, and, 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 you know, I told you a little bit earlier, sometimes you don't appreciate things when they're happening right in front of you. I, I think I probably felt that way too. You just assume, oh, it's always going to be like this. Oh, they're always going to be, you know, undefeated. Or, you know, you just take stuff for granted sometimes, which maybe is a lesson for all of us, never to take things for granted because they can go away. And, and uh, you know, I haven't, I've been able to do some games from time to time over the years, but not like it was when when Dan was there and you know it was an ESPN3 and ESPN regional broadcast so uh, I miss those days and and uh, I really 
think about those a lot. And Dan and I have talked about them a lot up until, you know, he passed. We just would reminisce. And so uh, I do the same with Stas, our producer, and, and Sonny when he was alive. And so, yeah, it, it makes you think fondly of a, of a great time uh, and just how hard Dan worked to, to make all that happen. I, I just hope people keep that in their minds when they understand, you know, why Marshall got so big in football. I mean, he, owes, he, he, he should get a, a lion's share of the credit for that for sure. Keith Morehouse is our guest, sports director, WSAZ Television. Uh, we're reminiscing on the passing of Dan Shoemaker. Is, is there something that maybe we didn't recognize Dan for when it was happening that we should now? Because I know he did so much in front of everyone, behind the scenes. He was always a huge advocate for Marshall. Is there that one thing that maybe he just goes unrecognized for that maybe we should be talking about? I don't know if there's one thing, Paul. I, I do believe that you know his his knowledge of the TV business probably you know helped Marshall as we've talked about for the last few minutes. Just uh, you know, in in ways you can't ever really comprehend. I mean, just to to put the infrastructure in the new stadium when the new stadium was built, he made that, that TV ready where you know lots of stadiums weren't doing that back then. I mean, you know, he made it where the cable runs were easy, and you know, he he made it TV friendly. And even uh, after that, I mean, lots of lots of schools. Troy, I think, comes to mind. They they called him and said, "Hey, we want you to set up our TV deal in our stadium, just like you did Marshall." And so his impact on that went far and wide. And even even till two weeks ago, when I was talking to him, he was working on consulting deals with different schools in the South. On hey, how do we do this, Dan? How do we do that? And so he was just a, like I said, a, a kind of a visionary ahead of his time, and in that regard. But just just the fact that he would, you know sound the trumpet for Marshall wherever he was and wherever he was. I mean, he worked at ESPN, uh, you know, on a national level, but he would never, you know, never never miss an opportunity to hype up the herd or try to get, you know, a Corso here. And, you know, when, when Marshall needed speakers for the Big Green Banquet, you know, Chris Fowler spoke, Herb, Kirk Herbstreet spoke. Well, that's because Dan was able to get him here. And, you know, just so many of those things happen. And, and lots of people think, oh, it just happened because Marshall was, was, was really going guns at that time. But, no, it happened because Dan was, was uh, so into the program and so so much a, a factor and an integral part of it that he was helping all that stuff to happen as it, as it was going on. And, and he was the, kind of the leader of the pack on that. So it's not any one thing. I mean, to the day you know that he passed, he was a, a huge Marshall fan and always wanted what's best for Marshall. Uh, and sometimes I'm I'm not sure that they, um, appre- I, I think they appreciate it. I just don't think that sometimes when you have a resource like that, you got to use them. And I, I think I think Marshall could have probably used him a little bit better in those ways in the in the uh, Conference USA days. But regardless of all that, he he uh, you know he left a huge footprint uh, certainly with Marshall and television and, and broadcasters he's hired and given chances to. And you can you can see him on the network today. People that you know, I've done games with that maybe work sidelines uh, are now doing doing national stuff for ESPN. All because Dan gave them a chance to be on the air, and and he was always blunt. Uh, if he didn't want his an answer, then don't ask him the question. He would he would be blunt with you. He'd be honest. He'd be open. He'd be critical if need be, but he always did it in a, in a way that made you smile. So uh, it, that's the way Dan was. I mean, he just. He just was so passionate about his business and his life and his family. Keith Morehouse is our guest from WSAZ Television. Uh, You've known him for a long time, and um, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Uh, 
What are you planning on uh, as far as remembering his life on uh, WSAZ? Because um, you, you've got a sportscast coming up tonight and 11, I'm, I'm sure, right? Well, I do. Unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, maybe some days like this, Paul, it's good. I'm all, uh, Jim, Jimmy's doing, working tonight. I'm, I just uh, happen to take the days uh, Thursday and Friday off. And uh, so the uh, last couple of days I've just been talking to some friends that you know knew Dan and um, there's going to be a, a, a memorial service for him uh, at 2 o'clock at Fifth Avenue Baptist on Sunday. So I'll go there and attend that and uh, hopefully, you know, just share some memories with a lot of his family and friends and, and be a part of that. And um, uh, usually uh, when things like this happen, I would go, you know, try to prepare something. But I know Jimmy's going to do something on the air tonight, uh, just in uh, a mention of Dan and some of his accomplishments and uh, deservedly so. So I'm just going to watch from afar on this one and then uh, I'll attend the ceremony on uh, on Sunday. Keith Morehouse, our guest, WSAZ Television Sports Director. Keith, appreciate it. Thank you for the time and sharing your memories of Dan. Thanks for having me. That's Keith Morehouse. When we come back, we're going to hear from Mark Martin, who can give us, uh, I'm sure, uh, some interesting stories as well. Mark, of course, the Sports Director of WCHS Television, worked with Dan for a long time as well, so we'll hear from him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the April 6th edition is The Drive with Paul Swan here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And today we're remembering Dan Shoemaker who uh, left a, uh, a legacy for broadcasting and beyond for not just Marshall University but collegiate sports. And one of the gentlemen who uh, had a, a long relationship with Dan joins us on the program now. He's a sports director at WCHS in Charleston. He's Mark Martin and Mark usually... Uh, when we have you on the phone, it's usually a fun time, but uh, unfortunately today uh, it's not, and uh, appreciate you joining us to remember uh, Dan. Well, thank you, Paul. Appreciate the opportunity, buddy. We were talking to Keith Morehouse earlier, and um, I'm sure you can echo some of his sentiments and beyond as well, that Dan Shoemaker leaves behind a an important legacy when it comes to Marshall University athletics, not just what he did uh, for his own career and collegiately across the country, but without, without, I mean, really without Dan, I mean, I might not see Mark Martin on the sidelines in those early days of the Thundering Herd Network, and uh, Marshall maybe wouldn't have grown as big in football at a, such a rapid pace. Well, there's there's no question about it, Paul. Uh, that Thundering Herd Network got formed in 1991. And I was working at WOAY down in Oak Hill, and uh, just fortunate enough that WOAY was going to carry the games as well. And uh, our general manager at the time, Al Mara, was in a meeting, and I guess a discussion came up about, uh, well, we need a sideline guy, and Al asked if uh, maybe our guy could get involved, and Dan said, who's your sports director? And uh, he said my name, and Dan knew me, so that's how that came about, and <clears throat> definitely helped me tremendously. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that's helped me any more than Dan Shoemaker did, 
And and then obviously with those games, uh, you know, Dan was able to get those games in a lot of different parts of the country. And certainly, you know, the lifeblood of a college athletic program is recruiting. And it indeed it definitely helped recruiting and continue to get Marshall's name out there. And, you know, I think the rest we can say is history. You've seen it from the beginning, its inception to where it was at its peak. Do you believe during that time that without that network, maybe Marshall wouldn't have become more of a statewide property or a statewide entity? Because before that, really hit or miss as far as television concerned, and then all of a sudden, it's on everywhere. Everybody can see it, and then Marshall just happened to have really a good run of luck with getting the right players in to make that run, and then it just snowballed and started building upon itself. Well, there's no question. I remember my old news director at WAY, he had left and taken a job down in the the Washington, D.C. area, and he was watching all those games uh, each week. I, I can't remember for the life of me who was airing the games in that part of the country but, uh, yeah, he would, he would watch uh, those games uh, every, virtually every weekend because just about all of them were on. And, uh, yeah, you know, Dan was just ahead of his time. I mean, here, here's a guy who was a high school chemistry teacher, which obviously, you know, Dan was smart as a whip. And then he was an excellent coach and uh, just kind of, you know, fell into broadcasting, doing some color for public television games and just took a great interest in the you know, turned that into a second career for him. And it's just amazing, you know, not only what he did for himself and did for others, but certainly did for a school like Marshall and many other schools and, and conferences. And it's just, it's just really, uh, it's, it's hard to believe. And it's just, it's just, yeah, I'll tell you what, just a really crushing blow uh, when I found out that uh, Dan had passed away. I just can't, still can't believe it. Mark Martin is our guest. He is the sports director of WCHS Television. And, Mark, you've known Dan for many years. What possessed this uh, former baseball coach to get into television? <laughs> you know, I really don't know. I, I, I just the, the way I met Dan, uh, I knew a little bit about who he was. I, I was working in Huntington, uh, my first job out of college, a full-time job, and was doing radio and helping Frank Gardenia and Stan House and Marshall Games. And the Charleston Daily Mail wrote an article about Dan, how he had been helping with the the public television broadcast and some of the games that were airing on WSAZ. And I think even then a few would air uh, on WOWK. And, you know, I I thought, and then, then he got involved with doing a few games for Ohio University. And I thought, you know, what the heck, I'm going to call this guy. And I just, uh, you know, back then, you know, wasn't, wasn't in the cell phone age then, and the Dan Shoemaker's name was in the telephone book, and I called him, and I, I remember it was funny. I, I said, well, I'd love to help you out with these Ohio University games if I can. And uh, I remember Dan saying, what do you charge? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I really don't want anybody. I just want to, I just want to be a part of it. And, uh uh, and, and so he let me come up there and sort of took me under his wing, and that's kind of how our friendship uh, evolved from there. I think I was 23 years old when I made that phone call to Dan, and uh, we've been we've been friends ever since. And 
he through the years threw a lot of work my way and but just more than that he, he just became a really great friend and anytime i was in huntington if i had time i tried to get with him and have lunch if uh, then he moved on to charlotte and i was down that way i would try to uh get with him and just uh, always always enjoyed being around Dan Shoemaker. always felt like he's one of those guys when you come away from a, a get-together with Dan Shoemaker, you always usually felt like you were a little smarter than you were uh, before you had the meeting with Dan Shoemaker. I would have um, I would have let it down a pretty steep price myself uh, there, Mark, uh, when he asked how much you charge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was back in the day uh, when you, you, know, you said, man, I'll just do this for free just to – get the experience and once you get once you actually finally do get paid you you realize that hey well this this is pretty good too <laughs> but uh it was a, you know hey i was just uh, just thrilled to and here's here's some young guy calling him on the phone he doesn't know who i am and just to say yeah come on over to athens this weekend and we'll find something for you to do uh you know it was pretty kind of kind of shows you the kind of person dan was Mark Martin is our guest from WCHS Television. Uh, we're reminiscing on the passing of Dan Shoemaker. And you brought up a, a, a great point of entry for a lot of people. I remember coming home from a Marshall basketball game and turning on WPBY, and, and there's Shoemaker, uh, and there's the replay of, of the broadcast of Marshall basketball. Ron Quazala, yeah, with Ron Quazala. I mean, that was like an entry point for me, is like, you know, to know who sure. this Dan Shoemaker guy was. Sure. Yeah, he, uh, you know, again, just uh, just really kind of a, a guy who's a coach. It's knowledgeable, and you know, they need a they need a color analyst. And you know, uh, the next thing you know, he's uh, he's not only doing that, but he's he's taking uh, his interest in the business to a whole other level. Uh, I actually did a game with Dan one time, a baseball game. Uh, and it was a U.S. amateur team that uh, they sort of were molding as maybe the Olympic team. This was in the summer of 86, and they were going to play a seven-game exhibition, and uh, one of the games would be in Charleston at Old Wapow Park, and somehow uh, between uh, the outfit that I was kind of doing some stuff for and, and Dan, really, it really was more Dan than anything, uh, he got that game on the Financial News Network, and <laughs> we did. And Dan, I did play-by-play, and Dan was a color analyst. And uh, yeah, we did uh, USA versus Cuba from Wapow Park. It was, it was a, quite, quite a thrill in the summer of 1986. I remember FNN. Also, uh, it was they brand themselves as FNN Score, right? Yes, exactly. Very good. Yes, I remember watching that network and. Um, wasn't there a sports trivia show that came on after the after the game? <laughs> you remember that? There might have there might have been. I, I can't really recall. I just uh, you know I was uh, I was on cloud nine. That just that I was getting a chance getting a chance to work with Dan, getting a chance to do it. You know, on a on a wider scale than I'd ever done before. So it was, uh, and, and you know, a little, the impact of the game, you know, with USA and Cuba. So it was. It was just a neat, a neat experience, to say the least. It was called Time Out for Trivia with Todd Donahoe. Wow. Wow. And I remember all of this because it all connects together, and I thought at the time that was pretty big time for uh, you know for Marshall to be at these places and even seeing Marshall on Sports South. You remember when that was yeah. uh, oh, yeah. such a oh, big yeah, sure. entity yeah, in the South? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. I yeah, I did many games where I would have a, a Sports South 
uh, Mike Flagg. Uh, it's amazing. I, I wish I could think back. I wish I could have taken them with me, <laughs> all the different Mike Flags <laughs> that I had <laughs> during that period of time, because it always depended on, uh, you know, I'm not even sure what, what led to why you would have a certain Mike Flag one game. Some games would say THN, which was the Thundering Herd Network. Uh, I had one that would said ESPN Plus. I had the Sports South one. I had a Fox Sports one. Uh, it, it, it always, it, it never were, you never were sure, you weren't for sure each and every week uh, what kind of mic fly you would have from game to game. Mark Martin's our guest, sports director of WCHS. And what would you say is Dan Shoemaker's legacy? I mean, we, we're all fond of him, but I don't think people or enough people, maybe even at the university, because, you know, Distance and time, of course, sometimes um, dull our memory. But how important is Dan Shoemaker's legacy to Marshall Athletics? Well, I think it's huge. And for starters, you just you just have a guy that really cared. He cared about his his university. Of course, he was from that area. He was he was a graduate. Of, um, I think of Buffalo Lane High School. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, I believe, and I think Dan told me this, uh, that he was the first person, you know, in his immediate family to, to go to college. And, and I know he was real proud of that. And, and again, just a really, a really smart guy. And, and I think he just wanted to, you know, obviously he's trying to build a business and, and Marshall was there, but, uh, he, you know, he, he had a big, big place in his heart for Marshall University, the tri-state area. And then, and then on top of that, you know, he tried his very best to help, you know, not only on-air people, but, you know, certainly, you know, the technical people behind the scenes. I mean, you know, he relied on local guys, and and he just never forgot those people. And uh, Dan uh, Dan wasn't afraid to tell you what he thought. He wasn't afraid to tell you if he thought you did a good job or a bad job, which it's, you know, which uh, that, that was the coach in him coming out. And, uh, but, you know, just uh, I learned so much from him, and, and I think a lot of other people did too. I think they really saw how big it could be and how good it could be and and, and how successful, you know, uh, things could be with, with the type of media coverage that uh, he, he was able to get for the school, you know, in those, those early years, definitely once Marshall moved into the new stadium. You think that there's a little disappointment <clears throat> from him that the landscape changed and he built such a um, an empire, a package for Marshall that the college landscape sort of eroded all the good deeds he did as far as the exposure. And I know some of that has to do with getting into Conference USA and just the television landscape today, but I, I don't think you could build up such a beast again. Yeah, it, it would, it would, I think it would be altogether different now, but at the same time, I think he was proud of what he he was able to do, and, and certainly again, once you start making changes with uh, the structure of the league that the school plays in, you know, there's all, of course going to be all kinds of that you have to cross. And and again, just because he was such a smart guy, and and the success he had had at the various levels and the work he had done, I mean, he caught the eye of you know someone like an ESPN. And he he moved up the ladder, so his life you know changed too. And uh, but but I think uh, Dan's a guy that uh, you know should never be forgotten 
in the uh, history of Marshall athletics and, and what he meant to them, especially from a media standpoint. And, and, and then again, and, and, and just, and if you drop down just a bit, you know, he should never be forgotten for what he did uh, as a coach. I mean, three state championships, uh, you know, some guys coach a lifetime and, you know, never get to a state tournament. And Dan, uh, you know, he, he bided his time, became the head coach there at Huntington East, and uh, he kept, uh, you know, a good program going and won, won three state titles. And I believe, Paul, if I'm not mistaken, he won it in 86. And in the semifinal game, Huntington East beat Weirton. Weirton had Carl Fodor and the great Marshall quarterback, Huntington East, did not get a hit and won the game. And, uh, you know, just people I've talked to, I think it was that game, but uh, a lot of people said, you know, Dan, Dan's a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, you know, good coach and knew how to manufacture things and get the job done. And then they went on the next, next day or day later, whatever, how, however it was structured that season and, and won the state championship. I believe that was the 86 state championship. And then they, Turned around and won it again in '87, and I believe his first in his first game in '82. So, yeah, pretty good stuff, no doubt. Now I'm a Huntington High guy, so uh, this is the one day that I'm going to not boo the Huntington East guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. I thought you were a Vincent guy. I'm sorry, but I thought no, you were no, a Vincent guy. I, I am a Pony, Pony Express, Express huh? guy. Uh huh. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So uh, love yeah. Pony Express. No greater nickname out there than that one. So uh, I had that going with Dan. You know, he's a, he was an East Highlander. I was a Pony Express, so we, we, we had that going with yeah. each other. Yeah, Dan, I, I used to kid Dan, uh, you know, uh, he uh, coached, uh, helped coach at Barbersville. And my senior year in high school, uh, we played them. And uh, uh, one time we were just discussing something, and uh, uh, he said, yeah, I coached at Barbersville for a while, too. I said, oh, yeah. I said, what years? And he said, uh, 78. And he said, yeah. He said, I said, I played in that game against Ripley Barzell. <laughs> He's like, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Mark Martin's our guest from WCHS. Mark, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Dan. And, um, appreciate your time, sir. Always do. I appreciate it, Paul. A wonderful friend. And uh, I'll miss Dan Shoemaker greatly. That's Mark Martin. He's the sports director at WCHS in Charleston. We appreciate him. We need to hit our final break. We'll come back and wrap it up here. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Some of the best times you ever had probably started by No. I can read your lips, though. Yeah. Oh, I knew to stop. ESPN even put a press release out.
people that look at the podcast this because we've had a couple callers saying, hey, we're going to play this back. Okay. We'll do. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition. It's The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And if you miss any of tonight's show, you've got several options. Of course, you can go to our website at wrvc.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio. We are on TuneIn. The easiest place to get it is Apple Podcast, And, of course, we're also on Anchor. So we're on wherever you get your podcast. But I would recommend if you're looking for it quickly, you can go to either Apple Podcast or you can go to our website at wrvc.com. We'll post the link later. You can follow me on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Paul Swan. And, of course, you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, you can either subscribe to the radio station Facebook page, which is ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, or you can do a Facebook search for The Drive with Paul Swan, and you can subscribe to me there, and we'll post the interview a little bit later on this evening for those of you who missed earlier this afternoon. Very sad day, uh, very shocking. I, um, I was a little stunned when I heard. It was sort of the... Uh, I don't believe it type of stun because just saw the guy recently and a lot of people are talking to him as of late. So uh, it's it's a huge loss. Television coverage was uh, definitely a, a void for Marshall and then Dan stepped in and really put together such a huge footprint for the Thundering Herd. I mean, it was just incredible to just see Marshall football and Marshall sports everywhere. Locally, you could see it everywhere. I mean, we were talking to Mark Martin a few minutes ago about Sports South, and that was a big deal. There wasn't this explosion of these regional sports channels the way we have it today. And so you got on a, a platform like Sports South, you're seen by a lot of kids and that was great for recruiting. Marshall could go into any home in the South and say, hey, did you see our game? They're going to show it again. And I'm telling you, if you definitely are a little younger, you don't remember that time, I tell you, it was a great error for Marshall, not only for football, but also for broadcasting and just the coverage that Marshall was able to get. I want to thank our guests, Keith Morehouse from WSAZ, also Mark Martin from WCHS. I want to thank, we're basically calling them our, our pit crew here. I want to thank Gabriel Sellers, Luke Creasy. We appreciate those guys. We're going to get some shirts made up for you guys. You guys are, uh, are now a, a thing. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive here on ESPN. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, Huntington Sports Station.